Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Travel Tip Series. Today we are focusing on one of our favorite cities in Germany, the Hauptstadt or capital of Germany, which is Berlin. And we have a lot of exciting tips, uh, tricks, and things to watch out for in Berlin coming your way this travel series. And I have to say I'm very excited to discuss this one because one of my favorite travel companions was fortunate enough to accompany me in Berlin and we got to explore a lot of great places that we'll be talking about today. And that travel buddy, of course, is my pal, my Bruder, my friend Jared. What's going on, Jared? You betcha. No better way to experience the city for the first time than with Chad as your tour guide. Uh, you did a great job. <laughs> Thanks, and buddy. because of it, we have a bunch to talk about today. But first, please, everyone. Spread a little love. And uh, follow us on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcasts. Uh, when this episode comes out, well, you're already listening to it, so it's out. Uh, <laughs> there are plenty of great Berlin pictures to scroll back through and see. And also, I'm sure we have posted some new ones at this point as well, so check those out. Twitter, Untranslatable1, the number one. You can see, uh, click there to get some links. I, I post the uh, YouTube, Stitcher, and uh, iTunes link there, but also we're on wherever you can find podcasts, whatever you're into. Uh, also, songs of the pod for when we do that, but this is a travel tip, so no song of the pod today. Uh, or uh, email us, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. At any of these places, the Instagram, Twitter, uh, email, hit us up. Let us know what cities you'd like us to talk about. And if you've been to those cities, give us some recommendations that we should definitely be mentioning if we're talking about these cities. And of course, because the Untranslatable Podcast is the greatest podcast on earth, uh, uh, my uh, soundboard froze for a second. Spread a little love. With some uh, five-star <laughs> five reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you. Okay, well, let's keep going. <laughs> I dare you, soundboard. Right. Um, That's uh, right. I'm I can be your automatic soundboard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Berlin is an Spread amazing city. There we go. There we go. <laughs> and now, Jared did mention that you can check out our Songs of the Pod on uh, our Twitter, on Translatable, and also on YouTube. But I will say this, although we are not doing any Songs of the Pod today because this is a travel series, if you are trying to get into that Berlin mood and Berlin vibe, check out the, check out the German group Seed, that is S-E-E-E-D. I've been listening to them for about an hour and a half, getting ready for you this betcha. podcast, and uh, I'm sure you will enjoy it as well. And to start off our episode today, we would like to just share a brief, uh, kind of some brief stories of our experiences in Berlin um, and I think it's best to start off with our first, well, Jared's first time there, which was this spring. Um, when did you come, Jared? February? March. March. Early March. And how long were we in Berlin for? Like three days? Two days? Three days? I think so. Yeah, I got in on Saturday, and then we were going to, we went to Prague on Tuesday. So yeah, yeah, I'd say about three days. And definitely, uh, I mean, it was a great time. But we had plenty more we could have done there. We were just getting started. And, um, well, that's the thing about Berlin. I was actually doing some slight research, and I found out that Berlin is nine times the size of Paris. Yeah. Oh, nine Berlin is huge. Times. I mean, I always forget how big it is until I look at, you know, places where I want to go and then have to, like, mm -hmm. map out on the U-Bahn or the, or the tram, you know, how far it, t it takes, especially if you go from east to west. And yeah, the si the sheer size of Berlin is huge. Um, I th I think we Jared and I while we were there we eavesdropped onto a tour group near the 
Berliner Dome, which is a beautiful place you definitely need to check out. And we'll talk about other places to see in a bit. But, um, and I believe they mentioned there were more museums in Berlin than there are churches. And I think she said somewhere in the 200 range. Is that right, Jared? That's wrong. That's wrong. What she said was there are more museums than there are rainy days. There we go. There we go. I have the stat actually written down. I found it online. Uh, There are an impressive 180 museums in Berlin and on average 106 rainy days a year. That's what, that was the stat that she was saying. So there you go. So you can go to the museums in Berlin on your rainy days and your sunny days. And mm-hmm. the museums in Berlin alone are absolutely fantastic. Um, and one of the most beautiful spots in Berlin as well is called the Museumsinsel or Museum Island, which is, which is a great place to go. And I first ran across the Museumsinsel when I was there actually with a group of study abroad students from Michigan State in 2015. And I have to say, these two study abroad groups, I went in 2015 and 2016 during the summer, and we ended each study abroad group in Berlin, um, and it was such a great place to end the study abroad experience, especially when Berlin is such a, a, a you know, it's, it's just a thriving city. There's so much to do, so much to see. Jared and I were there for three days, and we had three jam-packed days. We even had really shitty weather while we were there. It was raining most didn't, of the time. It was cold. It did not slow us down. It did not, but that's we the crazy... through the rain. Exactly. And that's the crazy thing about Berlin, which leads me to the first thing we'd like to discuss, which is how long should you stay? And I'm just going to go out there and say, if you have the time and the money, and Berlin isn't actually that expensive, I would suggest staying there a week, Mm -hmm. at least a week. Ideally, have a weekend in there as well, so you can really experience the nightlife in Berlin, which is out of this world. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. I think, though, what makes it easier to spend um like if you only have less time and you still want to go there like we did it does help that it uh, there are a lot of different uh uh districts Mm -hmm. and they all have very sort of not all of them but a lot of them have very different personalities so like we were in kreuzberg for example or and and i think that even though we did go to different areas we could have spent our entire three days or four days just there alone easily and so and so I, I think that the fact that there are so many districts and they all have such different personalities helps if you want to spend a little less time. Maybe focus your your trip a little bit more than just trying to hit all like the main uh, sightseeing spots or something like that. Absolutely. And I mean, if if you can't stay for a week, I would say a minimum of three days. I think two I'm days would be way too short. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could still, I mean, you still have a good time. You would have a good time if you're there for one day. But yeah. you will just feel, I would say, maybe slightly overwhelmed or a little sad because you're missing out on so many other cool things you can see. Uh, and you can't squeeze it all in within two days or even three days. Even if you got up at the butt crack of dawn to get started, it would still be such a tight trip and there'd be a lot of things that you could still see. So there's a lot of amazing things in Berlin, which I mm-hmm. think should... Get us started with the must-see attractions. And our hope for this se- segment is to not only give you guys kind of the the, the, the very stereotypical um, sights to see, but also a few kind of off-the-beaten-path, which are, which are always good to know about, especially if you are not a fan of seeing a bunch of tourists and just being in the crowd where all the other tourists go. The great thing about uh, Berlin is that you can uh, experience so much. The culinary scene there is amazing. 
um, the architecture, the art, the nightlife. I mean, the list goes on and on. But let's start off with some of the must-sees that are the, I mean, the quintessential Berlin. Like if you if you mm-hmm. didn't see these, people would be like, were you, were you really in Berlin? And I'll start <laughs> with number one, Jared. And I think you know which one I'm going to say. It yes. is the Brandenburg Tor or the Brandenburg yes. Gate. See, I actually have a specific bullet point in my notes asking, do you need to see the Brandenburg Tor? Uh, because, yeah, it's, it's a good it's, question. Uh, obviously, that's like the most Berlin of tourist attractions. But like, um, one, it's just it's just always so packed there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, like, it's just a, it's just a big gate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, out of all the tourist attraction things we saw. Not that I still wanted to see it, let me be clear, but that that seemed like the least necessary one for me to see. Okay. Like, we just went there, and we stood there for, like, five or ten minutes, like, all right, now let's keep moving. Right. Can I I tell you... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. My two top ones. Okay. So, yes, the Brandenburg Tour, obviously everybody who is planning on going to Berlin's probably heard of it if you've done even the slightest Mm -hmm. bit of research. My two favorite ones that are still, I'd say, well, one of them's quintessential Berlin, the other one might not be... The East Side Gallery. Oh, for that sure. Is, uh, that is a must-see. And the great thing about it is, you know, I've, he- I've heard of it before I went there. It's it, What it is, it's the Berlin Wall and a section of it uh, has, like, a, you know, art pieces on it. So, every, mm-hmm. you know, there's, like, a block made for each artist to make their own little art piece. And it changed. Some of them change. Some of them don't. Um, but what I didn't realize before I went there was just how long it was. Yeah. I mean, we were walking forever. And so that's the good thing about it is one – it's you know a major piece of Germany history, the Berlin Wall, mm-hmm. and um, so you're seeing that. But then also uh, you're seeing you know a whole bunch of crazy art, and it, it's endless. And you're it's you're you're active. You're not just standing there staring at something like you know the Brandenburg Tour. You get there and you're looking at it. Uh, it's I don't mean to downplay it. It's not like it's ugly or boring or something like that. It's very nice. But the good thing about the uh, East Side Gallery is you know you're moving, you're walking, and you're um, Seeing, you know, yeah, you're seeing that, but you're seeing some other areas of, like, you see that the Mercedes-Benz Arena stuff like that. So you do see other things right. other than just that. So I thought that that was, and the, uh, it's right next to, watch this, the Oberbaumbrücke. Very good. You did it's your right homework. Next, <laughs> actually, I did not look it up. I just remembered it. Nice. Uh, but, um, so that's a very nice view, too. And that's, and so it is, I thought that that was one of my favorite things I saw there, and I'm, I wanted to make sure I got to see that. And luckily, if you're in Kreuzberg, like we were, it's very close. And yes, and before you get to your second spot, Jared, I will also say this about the Eastside Gallery. Number one, it's right by Warschauer Straße, which is the U-Bahn stop, uh, mm-hmm. walking distance from there. Very easy to find. Uh, and it is actually the longest remaining standing part of the Berlin Wall, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And if you get an appetite while you're walking along there. There's some really, really good Schnell Imbiss or like quick little street food stands right under the U-Bahn. That's where Jared and I got some schnitzel there. It was yeah. fantastic schnitzel for very good yes. price as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, now, I feel like you could guess, if you think about what we did while we were there, I feel like you could guess my second favorite. Was it Trap Tower Park? It was. Okay. That was so impressive. And that's the and Soviet so- Memorial. Yes, there's Trap Tower Park, which is just a normal park, but if you walk within it, there's then just this massive, uh, very impressive Soviet uh, memorial, and it has uh, this giant statue at one end of it, and then almost, it almost kind of looks like um, 
Or like the Empire would hang out from the Star Wars from Star Wars right. or something yeah, like that. For sure. <laughs> and it's just it's beautiful there. And I'm sure in summer it's even nicer than it was for us, where it was, you know, early, early, early spring, so nothing was there were, it, but it was also a little I feel like eerier because it was gray outside. Mm-hmm. There wasn't Rainy. really any color from, mm-hmm. from flowers or anything. It was a very like a uh, sort of uh, bleak day visually. And I think it add to sort of it added to sort of the imposing nature of the uh, of the memorial. And you're within a park, so it's a it's a great place to hang if you're like trying to if, if you're enjoying Berlin for say a uh, a week and you're trying to get out of the hustle and bustle a bit, you can also just chill there for a bit and hang. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Now, I will say this, though, uh, Jared, about the Brandenburg Gate. The one nice thing about it is when you're in that part of Berlin, you're very close to two other very important must-see attractions, mm-hmm. which is the Holocaust Memorial mm-hmm. and also the um, the Bundestag, the, the um, German Parliament building as well, the Reichstag, yes. which mm-hmm. is amazing and I will say this, if you're smart and you know when you're going and you book it in advance, unfortunately, I dropped the ball on this when Jared came to visit. Uh, I did not book. You can get a tour, and I'm pretty sure it's either free or very affordable. You just have to book it in advance up to, they have this beautiful glass dome at the top of the the building, the parliament building. You can see all of Berlin from up there. It's really awesome. If you don't have the time to do that, though, it's still worth seeing the building. The building's absolutely Mm -hmm. beautiful, very historic, and... uh, is definitely a must-see as well. And that is in Berlin-Mitte, which tends to be more of the touristy area in Berlin, I would say. Um, and I, I would say, as Jared mentioned at the top of the show, um, the biggest thing if you are going to see Berlin, especially on a time crunch, check out the different Keats or neighborhoods they have. So Kreuzberg, Neukölln, Friedrichshain, um, uh, Penzlauer uh, Berg, there's all these different really amazing neighborhoods, and they all have their own vibe. Um, they all have their own vibe, um, their own different styles of food. I know that in Kreuzberg, actually, there's a lot of really, really good um, cafes and coffee shops to get really high-quality coffee for a good price. Um, Neukölln, to me, was just kind of an interesting area with all the different graffiti and things there. Mm-hmm. Um, there there's just so many cool places uh, in, in Berlin that you can see and the neighborhoods really give you an appreciation of the city as a whole because Berlin Mitte is really kind of the historical classical part of Berlin but there's so much more to Berlin than that. Yeah. Yeah. And the the one good thing about Mitte where the Brandenburg tour is is even if it's even though I said is it necessary the good thing about it is yes it's surrounded by a lot of other cool stuff mm-hmm. and um it's a beautiful area to walk around. So even if you're not like making a point to see the Brandenburg tour or if you don't think it's that necessary, it's easy to at least just say you saw it and walk by it um, because it is within a great area to mm-hmm. walk around to at least hit some tourist things if you want to do that, which, you know, we, we uh, shit on tourist things, but we do them too. So it's not like yeah. we're totally against those things. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and the thing with the Brandenburg Gate as well is it's one of the most historically significant things in Berlin. It's been there since the 18th century, and uh, this gate was actually the symbol of the separation between East and West Berlin, which is also pretty cool. Um, And that's the thing. If you're a history buff, you have an endless amount of things to do and to see in Berlin. There's Mm -hmm. even some free things as well. Jared, do you remember we walked around? um, Oh, shoot. I'm trying to find the name of it right now. It's, um, it's, 
oh shoot, what is it? Topography of Terror. Do you remember we walked by this? We walked by this. This was when um, we walked past Checkpoint Charlie, which is also kind of a must-see. And the Topography of Terror is where you see all these different, and it's free, it's completely outside. Um, or at least I think a lot of it is outside. And you can see and read about the stories of people that um, had to deal with the separation of East and West and people who tried to flee into the West from the East. And so this is a really great kind of budget oh, travel yeah. tip. Is to mm-hmm. And Jared and I just kind of stumbled upon it and we're walking around and checked it out. You remember? Yeah. Now, I'm look, now that I'm looking at it, yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. That, oh, that's another area. That's in a totally different area, isn't it? Checkpoint mm-hmm. Charlie and all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's kind of cool to see too. That that's a little that was cool to see, but the specifically checkpoint Charlie is a little cheesy with the uh, For sure. with how they do it. <laughs> but it is a cool area to walk around as well. And um, that's where we like went just to uh, sit in a coffee shop for like an hour just to uh, stop moving for a hot uh-huh. second. <laughs> yeah, and we needed it. We definitely needed it. Now, if you are in Berlin on a nice day, especially in the summer or the spring or even early fall. Uh, one place I would highly suggest to visit and a must-see is the Berlin Zoo. The Berlin Zoo is gigantic. Believe it or not, they have more than uh, 1,350 species and over 20,000 animals. And so the price is 14 euros or, well, 14 euros and 50 cents for adults and 7 euros and 50 cents per uh, child. So price-wise, it's not too bad. And I can tell you, I was there the summer of 2016. We spent four hours there. And Damn. I'm not even sure if we saw all the animals. I couldn't tell you the last time I've been to a zoo, to be honest with you. Right? It's awesome, though. The Berlin Zoo is pretty wild. It's really cool. Uh, and they even have some historic buildings there as well, which is really nice. It's funny. So my a, a little kind of random little history thing. The whole reason why I ever went to Berlin was because my father studied art at the Academy of Fine Arts in Berlin. And uh, he used to actually go to the zoo and sketch animals on his little sketch paper during the day. So whenever I talk to my father about the Berlin Zoo, he always, you know, I can see it's bringing back the nostalgic memories of back when he was Mm -hmm. studying art in Berlin in the the 60s. So, yeah. Yeah. And the, the great thing about Berlin is... I think it's safe to say that there is something for everybody in Berlin. Yes, yes. Speaking of must-see, uh, we haven't even gotten to, I guess part of the must-see attractions, we should probably talk about nightlife. That's a sure. whole other aspect of, sure. uh, <laughs> of Berlin that makes it so unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Berlin is really optimized, as far as nightlife goes, for, for people that love going to clubs. Yep. Uh, it's got a huge bustling club scene. Perfect for Jared. (laughs) Yes. And, uh, if you, if you don't want to look like a real nerd, don't show up at like 10, 11, or even 12 for that matter. Yeah. I would say show up at two. Yeah. They, 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 and depending on the club, some of them, uh, like, uh, you know, just go all, just go 24 hours from like, you know, uh, Friday all the way to Monday morning or whatever. Yep. So like you can go at any time of the day. And mm-hmm. from you, well, from what you've told me, at least, and from what I've heard from uh, some other people, the the way that tourists, or excuse me, the way that not like natives or locals go, I should say, uh, to avoid the tourism is that they go at like uh, six in the morning, two in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's locals usually aren't going at like uh just your normal, quote-unquote, normal club time, for the most part, right. for some of those clubs. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, but we did find 
a place that is was right up my alley, mm-hmm. and that was Hopfenreich, and that mm-hmm. bar was amazing. It had a really cool vibe to it. It, it looked like, uh, I mean, it wasn't a cave, but it looked like it was very simplistic. Uh, but it, um, but it had a huge selection of beers from the tap, mm-hmm. and um, it was cool. The only thing that was surprising was the number of. I don't think we ever ran into a German person working there, and we went there twice. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. But yeah, Hopfenreich is fantastic, and uh, another place if you are a beer fan. Uh, and Jared and I sadly didn't make it there. I went there the night before Jared arrived um, to check it out, and it's called Flaschenzug which literally means like bottle train. Um, and Flaschenzug is cool because number one, they have they only had five different kinds of beer on tap, but they were all pretty good quality. I had a, it was called a Rotes Zwickel, which is like a special kind of beer that I've only been able to find in Germany and Austria. Um, it's a little bit stronger. It's usually, I think about six to 8%. Um, and it's pretty good. And they, they also do some really interesting shots and cocktails at Flaschenzug as well. So if you're not a beer person, but you're looking for a chill evening, this is a good place to go. And Flaschenzug, I believe, is in Neukölln in Berlin. So you can check that out as well. If you, mm-hmm. are, if you are into clubbing, there are tons and tons and tons of clubs. The most famous is called Berghain. Uh, I think we were talking to Matthias about it a little bit. And, you mm-hmm. know, Matthias, uh, this, this Berliner we met when, while we were there, he... Um, he has gone in many times, but you know he he looks the part, and he's from Berlin. And he speaks German, right? I would say this: if you're a tourist and you want to go to Berghain, number one, don't wear your typical clubbing clothes. If you're a dude, do not wear a button down and a nice pair of jeans and like dress your shoes. You will never get in. If you're a girl, don't wear like a pretty dress and like some heels. You will never get in. You want to try to find the most alternative. I've heard that like if you're wearing all black, that can be good. If your jeans are ripped up, that can be even better. Um, and if while you're waiting in line for Berghain, um, you especially if you're a tourist and you don't speak German, don't talk in the line. I have heard that one, the doorman is incredibly selective and they don't like to let a ton of tourists in because it is the most popular club in Berlin. And um, so you ideally should try to dress alternatively, be a bit quiet. And when you get up to the bouncer, I've never been there, but I do have a friend that's uh, gone in there before as well. And he said that basically you just you have to act really carefree. Like you don't care whether or not you get in. If you look super nervous, they're not going to let you in. And so basically... <laughs> I if, hate this. Right, I hate waiting in lines. I hate that right, selectiveness. Right. Uh, right. And that's, that's the thing is that's why Jared and I chose places like Hopfenreich um, mm-hmm. because it's, it's just a chill bar you can go relax in. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other clubs. Berghain looks awesome though, because it looks like an old like uh, it's an old factory. Like, I think it was that what it is because it does look sure. very like like communisty almost. It's like a very large, uh, just almost bare looking, uh, I guess, factory building. Right, and uh, it does look very cool, and, and I mm-hmm. can imagine how that would be a, a cool like. I could imagine I'm looking at pictures inside, and I mean it's gigantic. Like this place is huge, um, but yeah, I, I just it, I'm not into the whole uh, wait. I hate the idea of waiting in lines just to potentially not even get let in. <laughs> right, but I hate sure. waiting in lines in general. But this place is cool, and um, yes, I've heard that too. If you're a tourist, just shut up. Granted, that's a good rule for in general in Germany. If you're waiting mm-hmm. in line, there's not a lot of talking in general in lines in Germany. But uh, definitely, don't try to be a tourist and don't try to dress like a 
like you're going to your typical club because they'll you look like a real square and they won't let you right. In. Another good one that I've heard about there, I haven't been to, but I've been told by quite a few people who live in Berlin, is called Sisyphus. It's supposed to be also a really great club. Um, I'm also not a huge club guy. The only one I went into years ago was called Matrix, um, but I've I've like walked by it since, and it looks like it's a bunch of you know like 16 to 18 year olds, which now the drinking age in Berlin or in Germany for beer and wine is 16. Um, but mm. I think usually clubs tend to be um, a little bit more selective with that stuff. I'm trying to find the other one. I went to this one nightclub a few years ago. Um, I'm going to see if I can find it. I think if I remember correctly. Oh, Riff yes. Müller, Gretchen. No, not not those. Those are those are supposed to be good as well. But the the one club that uh, a friend of mine, Urta, who's who studies in Berlin, she recommended a place called Sage. And now the cool thing about Sage mm-hmm. is it's an underground club. And on th- I believe it's it's either Tuesdays or Thursdays. It's a Thursday, I think. On Thursdays, it's a normal club. Every other day of the week, it's a Kit Kat club, which means it's like a swingers club. But the cool yes. thing about Sage, and I think I've told you about this, Jared. I may have mentioned it while we were in Berlin. The cool thing about Sage is they have a few different rooms. And one of the rooms is like a top 40 hits. Another one is like a metal room, which is really cool, like having heavy metal blaring everywhere. And then also another room is like a dance, like hip-hop kind of room. But what's really awesome is they have a swimming pool there. Mm. Now, I don't know how clean it is, how sanitary it is. I don't know if I'd want to go to that swimming pool, but But, I do like that they have it. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, So check check out Sage. Uh, And my one tip for anyone going into nightclubs in Berlin, especially if you're – I mean – I don't mean to sound sexist here, but this is just what I've experienced. If you're a girl, you probably won't have too many problems. If you're a guy... Getting in, in, you mean. Getting in, exactly. If you're a guy in a group of like four to eight other dudes, I would actually say stand in groups of twos um, Mm. and maybe even separate yourselves a little bit just because when you're in a large group, I think they try to, you know, keep the numbers, you know, ratio of men to women uh, at a certain, you know, capacity. So... Uh, just realize that and in Berlin, it can be selective where you get in. Um, but when I went to Sage Club, I was actually in a group of, I think, 10 people. And it was guys and girls, and they let everybody in, which was great. Mm. Um, but it so, definitely yeah. helps that you had both in there. Exactly, exactly. And mm-hmm. and I would say a lot of the rules or, or kind of club culture you've learned in other countries, they go out the window when you're in Berlin. Berlin is just a different world. It's completely yes. different, but it is such an amazing place to experience nightlife, um, mm-hmm. and it's definitely worth it, um, without That's, a doubt. And there's a lot of other cool stuff to do. Like we did the stuff like the awesome karaoke bar that we went to, and and stuff like that. But uh, that's the thing about Berlin, and that's why I think it's important to give yourself as much of your vacation time as you can to that. Because we didn't, we only had three days, and we wanted to do a lot of stuff, and so we never probably got more than like five hours of sleep yep. the entire time we were there. Yep. <laughs> so yep. so if you, do, if you wanna, don't want to suffer from ex- exhaustion the entire time, give yourself some time right. to enjoy and, it. And the, the karaoke bar that Jared mentioned, by the way, it is, called, it is called Monster Ronson's Ichiban Karaoke, which is also on Warschauerstrasse. And I think we went there on, what, like a Tuesday night? And it was fairly empty. Something but, like that. But it was pretty cheap, and it was fun. And... Uh, 
Jared has some funny pictures of, the, of those. You'll have to you'll have to put those up. Those are great. And even though it was it was pretty quiet, not quiet, but there there wasn't a lot a lot of people in there. They still do a great job of of co- combating that because you know there are there are a bunch. It's a big place. There are a bunch of karaoke rooms, like little individual rooms for like say four to ten people, depending on the room. But they close down rooms if you know based off of how many people are in there. So they force people to hang out together and they force people to share rooms with strangers. So even though uh, it is huge, it, it it doesn't feel like that because there there might only be four rooms open if there's mm-hmm. that if that's how many people it allows. And there's gonna be some mingling. So if you're single and ready to mingle, check that place mm-hmm. out for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's let's talk a little bit more about the must-sees because I think we've only, you know, this is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to <laughs> Berlin. Um, and yeah, so just just to recap though, um, obviously the, the things in Mitte that are worth seeing are the Brandenburg Gate, the Holocaust Memorial, um, the Reichstag or the German Parliament Building. Is that um, where the Museums Insel is? Um, no, the Museums Insel is in a different spot. I believe that's more on the east side of the city, but I could be wrong. Okay. Um, but yeah, so the other place that is worth checking out is Alexanderplatz, and we walk by there, and that's also where the Fernsehturm is, or this like TV tower, which we didn't mm-hmm. go up, but it. I've never been up there, but next time I go to Berlin, that's on my list of things to do because I'm sure it's awesome. Um, also, as Jared mentioned, near Warschauerstrasse, check out the East Side Gallery. Also, the Berliner Dom, which is the Berlin Cathedral, is absolutely yes. amazing. And this is right on the Museum Island. So mm-hmm. um, so you can kind of kill two birds with one stone here by checking out the Berliner Dom and also checking out the Museumsinsel. One of the most famous museums at the Museumsinsel is called the Pergamon Museum. Um, then they also have the Bodum Museum, which is sculptures in Byzantine and antique art. Then you have the Neues Museum, which they have ancient Egyptian art. You have the Altis Museum, or Old Museum, which has Greek, um, Etruscan, and Roman art. And then also the Alta Nacional Galerie, which is a national art gallery with neoclassical, romantic, impressionist, and early modernist artwork. So, And that's only a few museums. I'm pretty sure there are also other museums at the Museums Insel Guide as well. Um, and yeah, the other, those are all within walking distance of each other. Exactly. I mean, you could set out two days of just checking out the museums um, on, mm-hmm. at the Museums Insel. No problem whatsoever. Um, that's for sure. And the other thing I would suggest is get a pass for public transportation and um, you know, skip skip the, the, the cheesy touristy bus tours. Jared and I almost <laughs> did one while we were there because it was rainy and we our legs were exhausted from all the walking <laughs> we did. But I would say we didn't do it. Um, but I would say that if you get public transportation passes while you're there, which aren't too expensive, seven uh, euro for a day ticket, right? Which is not bad at all. If, if you use it and we were using them all over the place, uh, mm-hmm. and it's a great way to see the city worth. for sure. Uh, absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think of other, other things to see as well. Oh yeah. So one place Jared and I unfortunately didn't make it to, but, uh, is on my list for next time is called Teufelsberg or devil's mountain which apparently used to be this old kind of spy area on the top of this hill, kind of on the outskirts of Berlin. And that's also worth seeing. Also, there are tons and tons and tons of flea markets in Berlin, especially on Sunday at Mauerpark. 
So check that out for vintage clothing, shoes, bags, jewelry, furniture, bikes, vinyl records, pretty much anything you can think of, you can probably find at a flea market in Berlin. There's a lot of cool stuff there as well. Um, so yeah, there's tons to see, tons to do. Um, if you're a history buff, um, definitely check out you know some of the different museums they have there. They have, for example, the DDR Museum, which is the museum about East Berlin under communist rule. There's a, a Stasi Museum, which is about the secret police. Um, and then just, just the architecture and buildings that are also historic as well. You have the Memorial Church or Gedächtniskirche. That's a tough one in German to say. Um, what were your impressions on that one, Jared, the Gedächtniskirche? Uh, I don't even remember that memorial. That was the one with the, the, the roof that was gone. Remember? Oh, yes, 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 yes. I thought that was very cool. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it was different in the sense that, you know, I, I've, I've seen plenty of old European churches. And seeing the, uh, this one, like, a, a, like as a res, after the, it had been bombed during World War II, was it? Yep. I, I enjoyed the perspective, and I enjoyed that they left it that way. And then also right next to it is like almost the complete opposite of it because it's like a highly modern just mm -hmm. box kind of thing that they made. Right. But uh, I thought that was really cool. We did not get to go in. We were we missed it literally by like three minutes. Remember yep. that? Yep. <laughs> just because we went into the other the newer church first. Exactly. Uh, then we came out. And we're like, oh, it's closed now. Yep. But um, you said you can go up it, can't you? I think I think okay. you can. I'm not a hundred percent on that, but yeah. Um, but, but yeah, yeah I thought the, it was cool. And it's a little mm -hmm. eerie to see it like that too. Right. And they, and they left it like that on purpose, you know, as a reminder mm -hmm. of, of what, what can happen. Um, yeah. So, so built, so this church was built in the late 19th, 19th century by Kaiser Wilhelm II. And obviously this church suffered significant damage during World War II. After the war, a new church was constructed, um, uh, and retained the damaged spire. The church is now a memorial to peace and reconciliation. And so, yeah, so this is a very, very popular place that a lot of people go to. And the cool thing about this is this church is right by Kufürstendamm, which mm -hmm. I would say now is a bit overrated, but it is the biggest shopping street in Berlin. I would say if, if you're a budget shopper, go check out the flea markets and check out other shops outside of Mitte and Kurfürstendamm. You'll find much better deals. However, on Kurfürstendamm, depending on when you go there, you may be able to find some really good deals. I got a soccer jersey for half off a few summers ago there. So you just have to pick and find the right deals. But what's really cool on the Kurfürstendamm is what they call the KDV or Kauf, uh, Kaufhaus des Westens or like shopping mall of the West, which is cool. One, because they have all these crazy fancy designer stores, but also if you go all the way up to the top floor, there's a huge uh, kind of food court there and a really nice view of the city as well. I had fun uh, walking through there and playing, guess how much this cost with Chad? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was crazy. There was so many crazy expensive things. And as we mentioned as well, yeah. the Soviet Memorial in Treptower Park is definitely worth seeing as well. So mm -hmm. we don't want to overwhelm you with sights to see, and there are plenty more sights to see, but now I think mm -hmm. it's time to discuss what to watch out for and what to avoid. So I will say this, at least my experience with Berlin, and I've been there five times, I've never had any problems or issues. I find the city to be very, very safe. Yes, you will see homeless people. Yes, you will see beggars. Yes, you may even see some drug users in some places. But 
generally speaking, is very safe. And interestingly enough, the places with the highest amount of petty crime tend to be the very touristy areas like Mitta, um, which right. I guess goes without saying. And because there's not a ton of things to watch out for, I have a couple kind of ironic things for you to watch out for or to avoid while in Berlin. Yeah, one, go for though, it. Go for is it. Is that you will you might get especially if you're uh, appear to be a tourist, you might get solicited a lot uh, for for drugs. Like, but like, literally, if you just ignore them, then they don't care. Like, right? Yeah, just <laughs> so keep don't, walking. Don't get nervous or anything. They literally don't care. It's just they solicit a bunch of touristy looking people for if they want drugs and stuff. For and sure. You just keep walking and you're fine. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We never had any problems with anyone like trying to chase us or or you right. Know, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Now I will I will start with a, a few serious what to avoids. I would avoid, um, I would avoid giving money to any beggars on the street because a lot of them, um, they work for someone else and these people won't even get the money that you give them. So that's the first mm. thing I would say you should avoid. You may see some people who are either they might be legitimately injured or it may be an act. It really depends. But a lot of these people will try to really you know tug on your heartstrings and get you to give them money. So I would avoid that. You need I, to take that tip yourself, by the way. I I, I have been. I have been. I was at Eastside Gallery when uh, you almost were you. Uh, oh, got, that's got. true. We did. Oh, I did get got. At <laughs> Don't say we, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I totally did. I got got. That's right. We were walking by, and I think I told Jared I got got by similar people like two or three summers before that so clearly i guess i don't learn but don't do that so people learn from my mistakes learn from mistakes don't do that what what happened at Eastside gallery i'm glad you mentioned that jared i forgot about this yeah what happened at Eastside gallery is we were walking and they stopped us um what did they even ask us they asked us Asking something us to sign some sort of like petition looking thing exactly they asked us to sign a petition um i stupidly signed it and then they're like well now you need to make a donation I gave them like one or two euros and they were like, it needs to be five euros. And I was like, I was like, nope, that's, that's all you're getting. Um, so be careful of those people. Um, they'll be walking around with, you know, and obviously if you're at Eastside Gallery, you're probably gawking at the beautiful artwork as you should be, but you mm -hmm. will also obviously be a tourist. So just be careful of those people. Um, all right. But now a couple funny things to avoid while in Berlin. Number one, avoid Kufirsentam. During the daytime, you might get run over by a luxury car like a Mercedes-Benz or BMW. <laughs> Your pockets may be cleaned out at the Apple Store or at one of the luxury boutique shops in the KDV. Mm. Mm -hmm. Avoid uh, Hakesha Markt on the weekends. The stampeding tourist hordes are known to cross the entire area without looking left or right. Obviously, you really want to avoid any local food at the pubs and the different neighborhoods because you'll have too much fun drinking. You'll probably stay too long and you'll either eat too much food or drink too much beer. Um, so be very careful of those. I hope you all can hear my sarcasm <laughs> through, through the speakers right now. Um, but yeah. And so Berlin is a very, very safe place. Um, really the worst that might happen to you is maybe you would get pickpocketed, but I would say that's if you're really being obvious and not careful. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah. Another thing to avoid, though, while you're in Berlin is if you're in Berlin and you're like, oh, I'm in Germany, I'm going to wear my Lederhosen or my Dirndl, my traditional German clothing. Do not wear that in Berlin. People will laugh at you. They will look at you. You will <laughs> stick out like a sore thumb. Um, and that's definitely not really a, a cool thing to do in Berlin for sure. Other than that, though, I mean, the great thing about Berlin is I feel like you can really be yourself. Yes. Yeah, it, it, it's, they do seem to take that 
very seriously as individualism mm-hmm. and uh, and sort of standing out seems to be uh, which seems which is different than what you would think about most of Germany in general, but it really seems to be a positive in in Berlin. Oh, definitely. And then a couple other things too, though. I would say you want to avoid only focusing on the sites. I would say focus not only on the sites, but the neighborhoods, which we've mentioned as well. I'm going to Mm -hmm. keep repeating this because it's so important when you go to Berlin to really get a good feel of the city. The second thing you should avoid is depending on paying by credit card in places. I would say keep cash, keep euros on hand while you're in Mm -hmm. Berlin. A lot of places still don't accept credit card. Um, and so it's always smart to have cash on you and don't bank on there being an ATM on every corner either. So be, be smart about it, get out enough money. So if you're in a pinch, you always have, you know, five to 10 euros extra in case you need something. Also, if you need to go to the bathroom somewhere, usually it will cost you anywhere from 50 cents to a Euro. So keep those coins on you as well. That's very, very important as well. And another thing I would say is avoid only checking out the concrete jungle. Enjoy the parks. Enjoy some of the beautiful nature. Uh, Victoria Park has a beautiful waterfall as well, which is great. And another thing I would say is avoid only eating traditional German food. Yes, you have to try currywurst when you're in Berlin. That goes without saying. But I've had some of the best Turkish food in Berlin, Mediterranean food, Thai food. There is amazing food from all over the place in Berlin. So check those different foods out. There's a lot of interesting fusion restaurants as well. So you definitely will not go hungry in Berlin either. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Uh, some budget tips. I would say that Berlin has, at least from what I remember researching, a lot of great hostels to choose from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we stayed in one. That was that was cool. The only thing, not that I didn't like about it, I, I'm not a huge fan of like communal bathrooms, but uh, the actual room was a great size and, uh, and nice. Um, and... Uh, much like the one that we stayed in in Prague, if we were there, uh, you know, more on a, you know, at a better timing, there's usually a lot of activities and stuff going on and great ways to, uh, to like meet other tourists and hang out with other people there. Mm-hmm. So if you're traveling mm-hmm. alone, maybe that's another thing to consider. Um, I don't know much about the hotels, to be honest with you, but I think if you're looking for a way to save money, uh, y- you're you're not going to be disappointed if you just do even the slightest bit of hostel research. Definitely, yeah. I would suggest hostels in Kreuzberg, Neukölln, and also Friedrichshain. I've stayed in those three places, and they've all been fantastic. And the access to public transportation is great. As I mentioned earlier on this episode, I would suggest not getting like one of those hop-on, hop-off bus tours, but just get a day pass or a weekend pass for the public transportation there and take that instead um, that Mm -hmm. will be cheaper and be much more useful for you than taking like a travel bus tour around the city as well Um, and some other budget tips as well try different uh, street foods there it's usually very affordable even a lot of restaurants once you leave i would say if you leave berlin mitte where a lot of the tourists tend to congregate you can find great deals on food at a lot of different places I ate at a really good Indian restaurant in uh, Kreuzberg for lunch before Jared got in. And I think my meal, I had a beer and uh, beer, chicken curry and rice. And I think also some non bread for, I think, like eight or nine euros, which was not bad. Amber went to uh, that Thai restaurant with your friend. Uh, and that was surprisingly affordable. I can't remember where. Where, where was that again? Uh, Friedrichshain, it- I think. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, that was that was very affordable, and it was delicious too. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, if you just if you just stay out of sort of the uh, the touristy areas, it's easy to find uh, easy to find delicious and affordable food. Absolutely. And the last budget tip I would give all of uh, you listening out there is to um, just do a lot of things outside. If if you're there when the weather's nice, there's a lot of really great you know parks. Eastside Gallery is completely free. There are even Mm -hmm. some museums that are also free, so look into those as well. Uh, Berlin can be a great place to travel on a budget. I would say if you're staying at a hostel and you're trying to budget for a trip for a week and you're staying at a hostel, if you're willing to sleep in a bed in a dormitory, I would say your cost of living plus with food for a week, I bet you you could rough it for around 200 euros for one week. Yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. Maybe less. I'd believe that. Mm-hmm. I'd believe that. Absolutely. And obviously, as we mentioned, just a few places to stay. I would not suggest staying in Berlin Mitte. That's where a lot of the tourists are. It can be very expensive. Also, I would not suggest staying in Charlottenburg, which is a beautiful neighborhood, but it's one of the more wealthier neighborhoods in Berlin. I would suggest Kreuzberg, Friedrichshain, or Neukölln as a place to stay. And as Jared mentioned, check out the hostels. There's a lot of great ones in Berlin. We stayed in a hostel that was a two-bedroom communal shower, and what did we even pay per night? Two beds. It's not two bedrooms. Sorry, yeah, two beds. Yeah, communal showers, but how much was it? It wasn't very much. No, I feel like I ended up paying you like maybe like 80 or 100 euro because you paid for it, then I paid you back later. Yeah, Yeah, so yeah, 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 I think it was, yeah, it was around 160 euros. I think that's right. So and okay. we were there for, for what three like nights, three nights, which is not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really not bad at all. So yeah, mm-hmm. so um, those are our travel tips for Berlin. We wish we could have gone into more of them, but I think uh, you guys need to just go out and experience it for yourselves. Uh, don't be afraid to be adventurous and explore in Berlin, especially all of the different neighborhoods. There's a ton of great places to see and things to do. So. We hope this episode has inspired you to either travel to Berlin or given you a few useful resources for your next trip there. We really hope you enjoy. Let us know what you did and what you thought of Berlin at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. You could also slide into Jared's DMs on Twitter and let him know about Berlin, untranslatable1. Also check out our Instagram for pictures of Berlin and all sorts of other places as well. And please do not forget, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us some feedback on what you would like us to cover and what we can do to better improve this podcast for all of you. Because although we do love it for ourselves, we also are doing this for you. So let us know. We would really appreciate it. As they say in Berlin, danke schön. And as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, bon voyage, jekuyame, a muchas gracias.